0: And in fact, more often than not, there's a little piece of paper that is posted somewhere with scotch tape that says, Hey, bear with us. We're having a tough time. Be patient. The people that are here are doing the best they can, and that's all we can do. Well, what if that wasn't the best we could do? <laughs> what if, even with minimal resources, less than we would want, we could train and focus? So that when you walk through that door, you're instantly greeted with an incredible smile. And my own personal challenges that I bring to work, I set aside for the good of the team and in creating that ultimate experience, and I greet you warmly. Hey there, this is
1: Ben. thanks for tuning in to lead the team. Before we jump in, we just broke into the top 3% of all podcasts globally. And that's largely due to the support of listeners just like you. I invite you to subscribe so you're notified when we release a new episode and also leave a quick review. Welcome back to Lead the Team with number one best selling author and in demand corporate trainer, Ben Fanning. On this podcast, the world's most innovative senior leaders share their top success strategies to motivate your direct reports,
0: cultivate your top leaders, and accelerate your career. Let's get started. Here's Ben.
1: Hello, Lead the Team Nation. Welcome back. Today, I have Sam Dark, who is the COO at Ziegler Auto Group, with over 30 years of service in the automotive industry, both in retail and with a vendor partner. He's a trusted leader who is building high-performance teams focused on auto dealer operations, creating synergies, competition, and relationships of trust between F&I, sales, and service departments. The Ziegler Automotive Group is one of the largest privately owned dealer groups in the United States, with 78 franchises across 35 locations in Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, and Michigan. The organization also owns and operates Ziegler Motorsports, an 85,000 square foot motorsports dealership, Alphon and Action Park, offering 19. Power Sports Brands. And by the way, Sam is also host of the Driving Vision podcast, which we're going to dive into here also today. Sam, welcome to lead the team.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. That's a pretty dramatic intro. I like it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rock
1: on, man. Whoa. I do what I can. But fortunately, we have rock star interviewees on the show, just like yourself. So it it <laughs> so much easier. That's so let's awesome. dive into this. You made a significant leadership slash career change during the height of COVID. What compelled you to make that move at that moment?
0: Wow. That's a great question. So, you know, it's interesting, uh, coming, at, uh, into COVID, I worked for a large, uh, multinational insurance company and, uh, I was presented with the opportunity to go from insurance and, and a corporate uh, insurance leadership role mm-hmm. into the uh, retail automotive space, a big leap by any measure. And uh, one of the factors that led me to make that change was the fact that the Ziggler Auto Group had an incredible vision, a compelling vision, a clear and compelling vision about mm-hmm. wh- where they were headed, what they were trying to do as a team, and what a win looked like. And... Uh, You know, not every company has that. You know, I think in times of challenge, times of adversity, some companies kind of uh, shrink. Mm -hmm. Some companies uh, become a little more timid, a little more tepid. Some companies Mm -hmm. surrender the vision to the moment and to the adversity. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ziegler was a great match for me in that moment because of that clear and compelling vision. And in fact, so uh, I guess... Uh, enamored with that vision, Ben, I was that, you know, that ended up prompting uh, the creation of our podcast, which is called uh, the Driving Vision Podcast, where we focus on people, organizations, and leaders with big vision and how those visions are changing the world. Because truly, you know, if you have a clear, compelling vision of the future, and if you're leading and guiding your team in a great Mm -hmm. direction, uh, there's not much better. You have fun on those teams, right? You enjoy life when you wake up in the morning.
1: And I want to get into that Driving Vision podcast in just a second. But what is, what was that compelling, clear vision that Ziegler approached you with during COVID that made you uh, so inspired to to make that big change?
0: Yeah. So you you go back to those moments, right? It was a a scary time in the world. People were closing down. It was tough to Mm -hmm. do business. People weren't really sure what the future would look like. And Mr. Mm -hmm. Aaron Ziegler, president and CEO of the Ziegler Auto Group, He said, Hey, in this moment of time when everyone else is running out of things, so they're trying to, they're trying to, you know, lessen their inventories, they're trying to sell dealerships, they're trying to uh, make their footprint smaller, they're laying off employees. His vision was, Hey, this is the time we need to double down. We need to grow. We need to buy dealership points. We need to, Add employees. We need to double down on our investment in people. Instead of laying people off, let's give them something to do. Mm. You know, if they're at home, let's let's engage them where they sit. Um, at the point they can safely be back at work in the retail store, let's do that as quickly and as efficiently as we can, and give everyone a, a compelling vision. And it's crazy, Ben. Even mm. to this day, I've had co- conversations with family and friends. You know, c- everyone in the world has experienced COVID differently. And there are still organizations that, you know, have have shrunk, have have kind of taken that, you know, let's let's be protectionist, and still haven't fully come out of quote unquote kind of seclusion. And those employees' experiences are uh, very different than 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 what we had. And I was incredibly drawn in by that vision of let's grow, um, let, let let's widen our footprint, let's let's be aggressive, and it matched my own. Uh, Kind of ideology. Yeah,
1: I like that, and that was what was coming to mind. I'm like, it sounds like he had a real compelling vision of growth. Oh yeah, that, that yeah. stood in contrast to the rest of the world, and maybe even to where you were at the time. uh And the company may have may have had a completely different approach. And so, I can definitely see where that's inspiring. Someone says, "Hey, let's go."
0: Yeah. So Versus Ben, I was uh, I, I, I I led a team that serviced the auto group. I'd been part of the auto group hmm. as a vendor for 10 years. Okay. And uh, I remember being in the first meeting, everyone else was shutting down. Everybody else was saying, Hey, let's go into these zoom meetings and not be present with each other. Other dealer groups were like, Hey, sell off your inventory. Cause we're not going to be able to sell cars. And I remember uh, Aaron Ziegler, president and CEO of the group coming, coming to me and saying, look, <laughs> we're going to buy like we've never bought before inventory. And, I remember standing up in a meeting in front of the teams. Get it a discount too, right? Because yeah, there was so much well, of it at that point. It was the form. time. It was yep. the time to buy. Yeah. I remember standing in front of the teams going, you know, that it, this is crazy, but this is what we're going to do. And, uh, ev- everybody rallied around that. And then what's interesting as that vision proved out, uh, it created more excitement and more certainty in a time of uncertainty. And isn't that what great leadership is? It's, 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 knowing your team well enough, knowing the marketplace well enough, having alternate points of view well enough that you can see into the darkness a little bit farther than your average ordinary person. And then you're able to paint a picture into the uh, into the future that not necessarily everyone can see and and bring others along in, into that vision. So I was completely mm-hmm. taken up by that. And, cool. and it's been a heck of a lot of fun these past couple of years I've been here.
1: All right. So fantastic sort of story about making that big change during COVID and also about having a compelling vision and when what's possible with that. So let's now let's dive into this driving vision podcast, which looks so cool. Um, So you had Tom Izzo on there recently.
0: Yeah, Tom is Michigan State basketball team. I mean, you talk about a legend in basketball, right? He is that guy, Ben,
1: And so... (laughs) Things so you went from I mean was was this an idea of yours before you went to Ziegler or this is something that really came out of the sort of the vision?
0: Actually, I'll, I'll tell you that story. I've never actually told this story before. So, um, in my prior role, I had gotten super excited about leaders that have asked their teams to do things that were outside the edge of their capability. Mm. And so you think of great leaders in world history. JFK is one, right? In the 1960s, he stood in front of the country and he said, look, within a decade, we're going to go to the moon. And this mm-hmm. was a time when uh, Yuri Gagarin had been the first uh, astronaut into space. The Russians were crushing us, Ben. Like the Russians were beating us in the space <laughs> yeah. race. And every American that heard the beep of Sputnik. <laughs> would have told you, hey, the Russians would be first to space, would be first to the moon, and ultimately beyond that would win the space race. Mm-hmm. And JFK, who didn't really like space at that point and thought it might be a waste of our nation's resources, said, look, I see that we need to win this race. There's a com- clear, compelling reason to do it. And he gave a famous speech, which is, which is on our website, and he s- clearly stated what he thought the country needed to do He clearly stated why they needed to do it. Something along the lines of, it will test our capabilities, it will prove us, and it will cause us to work together better. And you go back to movies that have been made about that time, uh, Hidden Figures is one. Mm -hmm. That effort brought people together from various different backgrounds to achieve and accomplish a single goal at a time when people weren't trying to come together. They were kind of apart. People set aside their differences and guess what? Uh, they achieved and accomplished it. Reagan was another great uh, you know, visionary leader who stood in front of a wall, although he did a lot of work before that, and said, look, the United States needs to win this, uh, this race against socialism. And he said, hey, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The huge applause there as this wall stood up between East and West Berlin. There's other great leaders today that are challenging the US to go to Mars and you know, mm. uh, uh, other amazing things. And I think the, the, uh, the test of a great leader is to be able to do that. So the, the, the Driving Vision podcast is all about what who are those leaders that have a great vision? What's their vision of the world and how are they working to change that? So our big question is, hey, how are you changing? Uh, how are you driving vision today? And that, that ends up being kind of the first and starting question. So Tom Izzo... Right. You bring him up. Here's a guy that's achieved and accomplished more wins in the big, in, 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 in his uh, area of basketball than anyone else. 666 wins recently last year beat Bobby Knight, who was the prior title holder. And uh, it's kind of like, hey, he's got a lifetime contract. What else does he need to prove? And he has a mm-hmm. specific vision about what success is in his world. He and, and uh, Mel Tucker, who's the head football coach there. They want to bring a national title, to Michigan State, both in football and basketball, in the same year, and uh, they've got a great way of engaging with these young men to achieve and accomplish that goal. So that's kind of a that's kind of a, 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 a kind of a view into what we
1: and do. So so like a lot of inspiration there, and and I like how you've this was your vision to create the podcast, but it ties so beautifully into Ziegler's mission.
0: Oh no! What question. inspired you yeah. in
1: the beginning? Yeah, and now you know you're. Um, I guess it's it just kind of it kind of sits at the middle or the intersection of a lot of different things that are that are important to you. Which I really like that kind of creative energy behind it.
0: Yeah. Well, and if you think about what we do at the Auto Group, so true, one of the largest auto groups in the country. But we often talk about how we could be selling cars, we could be selling mm-hmm. widgets. It doesn't matter what we do as a team. We are going to be excellent in achieving and accomplishing our goal, both together and to our customer, because we're committed to that clear and compelling vision. And so, it is cars, and we do a great job mm-hmm. of it. And we create a great culture for our employees, and we create a great experience for our customers. But really, as a great team, we could be doing anything, and uh, and doing it equally as well. What's one of the more memorable episodes? that you've recorded
1: so far on the show and, and what'd you learn from it?
0: Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, so one of the episodes is with a gentleman by the name of Damon West. And I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but here's a guy, <coughs> excuse me, who grew up with a ton of talent. He was a football player in Texas. He'll tell you the story. He, uh, he was injured, lost his identity, had no goal, and got into drugs, ended up robbing homes, and became an infamous, uh, ro- uh, you know. He even had a—I forget his label, but it was some the something bandit in Dallas. They finally caught him. The SWAT team did, and uh, he he w- he went to he went to court, and he was found uh, guilty of these crimes, and basically sentenced to a life sentence. I think it was sixty some odd years in Texas uh, mm-hmm. Texas prisons which is uh, rough, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and this dude, uh, you got to hear his story. It's really amazing. Mm-hmm. His parents came to him and said, look, you were a privileged kid and you blew through every piece of privilege we gave you. We gave you all the right schools. We gave you the right background. We taught you right and wrong. And they're like, you are going to go into prison. You're going to pay your debt to society, but you're also going to pay a debt to us. You're not going to get tattoos. You're not going to join a gang. And when you come back, if you come back, if you make it through this life sentence, you're going to come back a better person. And so he wrote a book called The Coffee Bean, and he talks about it as part of our the interview. The Coffee Bean, the Coffee Bean, yeah. Okay. And his mantra, which he speaks to uh, football teams nationwide, is this: "Be a coffee bean." And uh, he tells the story of what that means. That you can either be when when you're put into adversity, when you're put into the boiling water of challenges. You can either turn into three things. You put carrots into boiling water; they turn soft, and that's what a lot of people become in prison. You put a a, a an egg into boiling water; you can get a hard shell and and a and a solid uh, interior. You lose your sense of self. But he said the coffee bean. You put a coffee bean into hot water. What happens? It turns the water into coffee. It flavors it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, when I learned that, I attached onto that. I I attached onto my my faith and, and what drove him as a human. And he's like, he changed that prison. Uh, and it's an, it's an incredible story, but we've had a lot of them. Ben Mel Tucker was amazing at Michigan state and his mission and what he's trying to do. We Sorry, Mel, had, you weren't number one. Man, he wasn't number one, but he was pretty doggone close. We even had <laughs> uh, bill Nye, the science guy, which yeah. bill Nye showed us a picture of his original goal sheet. And he's like, and no oh, kidding. Cool. No kidding. He said this. He said, my goal is to change the world through science. Mm. And who could argue that Bill Nye, the science guy, hasn't changed everyone's access to science? I mean, he just has, right, Ben? Talking about a compelling vision. Oh. It's so simple. Yeah. (laughs) And, And it's an incredible story of how he was discovered. And we tell that as part of the podcast, too, that, you know. But were it not for someone who saw his talent and gave him that one shot, were it not for him being ready to seize that one opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, Bill and I never would have happened. And uh, it's 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 a it's a crazy story. So we've had a lot of fun, guests. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, well, we will put a link to it in the show notes, so everybody. Thank you. Or you yeah. can just go type in "Driving Vision Podcast" and probably check it out right there. Yes, for she can. is rocking it. So yes, you can. Understand too, you are fluent in Russian.
0: That is true. Yeah. So that's what, my, uh, I guess, my fixation. With How'd you learn with Russian? Wall. <laughs> you know, when I was out of high school, I uh, spent a couple of years over there out of high school. I ended up, actually, it's crazy. I, I lived in uh, in places that, that 10 years ago, nobody knew. Uh, cities like Donetsk, Ukraine, and Mariupol, Ukraine, and Kharkov, mm-hmm. and Petrovsk, and others. And and for a couple of oh. years, uh, kind of gave back with service uh, in those areas out of high school, it definitely informed my view on the world and got me excited for, you know, how lucky we are to live here in the United States and what, what it is to be a part of this incredible country we're in. But also there's incredible people everywhere. And, uh, yeah, and there's definitely incredible people in Ukraine. Did you learn Russian then go to Ukraine and Russia or did you no, I, yeah. I was, I was dropped off in the middle of a country in in Ukraine and said, Hey, you know, you, you, there was a couple, uh, I think eight weeks of language, uh, training before, uh, actually hitting in country. And then, and then, uh, got paired up with another guy who, who ended up being Ukrainian for a while. And you just kind of learn it by osmosis. Remember what it was like, Ben, when you were much, when you and I were much younger quickly, <laughs> that's, that's what it was like then is, uh, you know, if you're around it long enough for two years, you're going to yeah. become fluent. So,
1: so, and, and so now, and for the kind of timing of the episode a little bit. Yeah. For people, you know, we have this, this huge war between Russia and Ukraine yeah. going on right now. The whole world's kind of getting involved in it. How are you experiencing
0: that right now as a leader? Oh, man, that's a great question. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think as a leader, you know, I think there's two there's two parts to that. Number one, as a leader of a team that is laser focused on a vision that's clear and compelling, I think you've got to make sure that your team stays focused on the mission. And Ben, don't you agree that in world politics and politics in general, and social and everything else, there is so much noise out there right now that one of the challenges of our time is staying focused on what we're doing when we're doing it and and trying to like isolate and, and, and put the noise aside. Now, does that mean we're not empathetic to everything that's going on out there? We absolutely are. And in fact, within the Ziggler Auto Group, we do a lot of things that give back. One thing that comes to mind is we do something called the uh, Drive for Life. It's an annual charity. We raised $2 million this past year towards various charitable efforts that make the world a better place so we're definitely driving vision with charities like that but i think as a leader you've got to keep your team focused and then as your team tells you certain things are important you buy into some of them but you got to stay focused M- me and my personal world as i've heard about the terrible things that are going on over there like it breaks my heart like i lived it's wild in war we hear about places, I, you know, various wars, and you're just kind of like, "That's over there." I don't have much empathy. I don't know what's going on. It's terrible, but you know, mm-hmm. that's over there. Uh, as I hear about attacks on Donetsk and Mariupol and other places, these are places where you know a 20 year old Sam Dark walked the streets. And talked with mm. people, and bought bread from local kiosks, and went and 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 stood in the sea of the what they call the Azovskaya Moria, the Sea of Azov. Mm. And I know those places, and so I've done everything, and you know, from my own personal side to 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 help as much as I can. And you know, I think it's a great example of you know, big visions can change the world for good, and uh, you know, history has also shown that visionary leaders can also absolutely decimate the world and and it can be senseless and you know what's happening it's it's not the russian people's fault uh it's the fault of leadership i believe but but it's creating huge challenges over there so
1: yeah i think it's an excellent point it is the yin and yang of leadership yeah. talk, we, i mean vision's great leadership's great but it it goes both ways.
0: <laughs> oh, it does. I mean, it yeah. can
1: go against you. It can go against humanity, and it and it has. Yeah. So it's so important, I think, to ground ourselves in ethics and community, and and not lose lose sight of the real people behind it. And I'm really glad that you shared that personal story of when you were in Ukraine. And it's a great reminder, like, hey, I'm here doing the work of leadership. Of leader, I'm keeping my team focused. But I'm also acting, you know, through my humanity to help how I can. And I think that's a real challenge for all leaders. Not, not just to get caught up in the numbers, but also remember yeah. the
0: people. No, you've got to. I've got friends that have stood at the train station just over the border and waited for refugees to come across and given, you know, baby carts and luggage. Cause you know, folks have had to leave in a rush and not yeah, take much. That stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And and you know, as a tribute to the countries that surround Ukraine, some of the greatest uh leaders in those countries have opened their arms willingly to those refugees and provided homes and refuge, uh, to, to to people without really questioning. And, you know, I think it's putting a lot of strain and stress on those social programs, but you know it it it's something that history has taught that you can't allow to go unanswered, right? Like things like this have drug us into wars in the past. World War II is a great example. And uh you know, it's the great phrase and I, I, you know, people dispute whether this was actually said or not, but evil happens when good people do nothing. And I, I think that's absolutely true. So,
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a rough time we're living in. I'm hoping people be listening to this. We're, we're in, we're in the, in the fall of 22. Hopefully people will be listening to this a couple of years from now and things will have been well repaired. Oh no. I, uh, <laughs> what yeah. do you,
0: do you think that's the case? <laughs>
1: I hope quickly.
0: This isn't the this. politics isn't the topic of this, but I will tell you one thing I did learn is like, it's going to be tough for Russia to work their way out of this because, uh, you know, the whole saving face mentality thing is I think real. And, uh, you know, no, nobody in the war after the terrible things that has happened there really wants to help Russia save pay face. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge. It's yeah. going to be tough.
1: Yeah. Humility is a difficult thing. For all of us to some degree as leaders, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. So we kind of hit, kind of explored that, that piece of it. So we man, we've already, I feel like we're jumping all around, but I've got other (laughs) questions to ask you that are not related to this necessarily, but maybe. So I've read that there's a myth around helping employees achieve work-life balance and fulfillment perhaps that you talk about in your leadership philosophy what is that myth and what advice
0: do you have for leaders so so it kind of goes to the vision right so it's interesting and in fact Tom Izzo we talked about this on our on our on our podcast here a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago so uh Tom Izzo was talking about how the transfer portal has made a challenge for athletes right and coaches so you know, if uh, 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 if an athlete can run for the transfer portal as soon as they hit adversity, they're not going to ever uh, uh, experience the growth that will ultimately benefit them as a player and potentially make them great longer term. And uh, Izzo famously doesn't go to the transfer portal a lot for new recruits. Excuse me, he would rather develop his own people. Yet he reminds his athletes that they can run to the portal without letting him know. But he can also put them in without letting them know, which I don't. I haven't validated whether that's I true or not. About but that. That's fun. Yeah, but it, but it, but it uh, kind of is a. You're, is a you're too, suddenly. It, hey, I don't know if you knew this, <laughs> but you're in the transfer portal. What I didn't put myself right. in. Well, your coach put you in. That's right. That's right. So adversity makes us better. You know, we know that as leaders, don't we? Like some hmm. of the greatest growth we've had, whether it was as a young kid trying to learn a foreign language, walking around the streets. Some of the greatest growth we've had is, uh, in the face of adversity and how we address it. And, you know, I think Mm -hmm. companies sometimes today, larger ones make the mistake of saying, Hey, uh, let's not, let's not have too big a goals. Let's not have too big a vision, right? Let's, let's just kind of take things slow and easy. And, and I'll tell you, Ben, I think one of the biggest myths of leadership in today's world is that people can't take, don't want, uh, can't stand a big vision that's exciting, that's compelling, that brings a team together and causes them to work together towards one uh, goal, and and that's kind of why you know we point back to those examples of leaders that have done that in the past. There's something exciting, I would imagine, in the 1960s waking up and knowing that you were working on getting man, you know, people to the moon. Right, that had to really be. An mm. exciting adventure. And you know, they probably yeah. disagreed in that moment about how they were going to do it and what it would take. And we saw in the movie hidden figures. Like there, there were terrible aspects uh, and social issues that were brought to the fore. And they had to figure out how to address that in the moment. And I think one of the biggest biggest mistakes of particularly large companies, some that even tend to be more HR-driven and whatnot make is that, uh, you know, people can't take those big goals. And, uh, mm. we, we absolutely believe that the more clear, compelling, and big a goal is the more engaged a workforce will become. Um, and you know, it's interesting. It's proved out a little bit. Uh, Ziegler, our auto group was ranked number six, uh, r- recently by Glassdoor research, uh, for work-life balance, which is pretty impressive when you look at mm. the, the company, that the auto group has kept in that ranking. Number one was Dropbox, and I think like five or six out of the ten top ten or wow. tech companies. Right? Oh, you're in, uh-huh. yeah, you're in great company then. If that's yes, uh,
1: yes. If that's the case. Yeah. Want to boost your productivity and decision making? Get vital insights from each episode delivered directly to your inbox. A great resource whether you've listened to the episode or not. Go to BenFanning.com slash insight. So it sounds like it's not work-life balance is less about the time. It's about being on foot
0: focused on something that's meaningful and doing what yeah, you I, like. I, I, I think finding meaning in what you do every day as you show up uh, is, is tough to quantify. And when you have meaning... Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're well-connected with those around you and you're given opportunities and the ability to advance and grow and learn and challenge yourself to become better. If it becomes more of a journey rather than just a job, um, I- employee engagement increases, uh, exponentially.
1: So there may be leaders and there probably are leaders, uh, out there. Uh, and frankly, we, we do, uh, we, we have a coaching and training part of our organization where. Uh, we help leaders craft their leadership vision. Oftentimes, we're working with leaders you know, down in the organization that show up and say, you know what? I don't have a leadership vision. Yeah. Like, I don't have one. And <laughs> like our company has one, but I, I don't have one. My company doesn't have one. What's your recommendation for leaders that may be listening on the podcast? Like what's a first step they could take if they don't have a vision for
0: themselves and their team? Oh that's a good question. So if they don't have a leadership vision for themselves or their team, I think you've got to do the tough work of asking yourself the question, you know, what is it that excites you? What is it that that motivates you? What is the capability of your team? What's realistic? What's what's not realistic? You know what is what is a goal or an objective that could be accomplished that would be just outside the realm of possible that if you achieved as a team, um, it would improve your team, it would bring your team together, it would test the talents and the skill set and the ability to execute. What's crazy is a clear, compelling vision pr- usually requires everybody to train a little bit and get better on process and skill and. Nobody suffers Mm -hmm. when we train and we get better on process and skill. The consumer at the end of that in the automotive world ends up benefiting because, you know, our mission statement at the auto group is our family, providing your family with the ultimate automotive experience. So when we're trying to really achieve the ultimate and we sit and try to, we sit and work to quantify what is the ultimate automotive experience. And we Mm -hmm. train towards that. And, and, and we, uh, uh, up, up our skill set towards that. The the consumer, we as a team benefit because we serve each other better, and the consumer ends mm-hmm. up benefiting many times over.
1: So well, I would what, say,
0: you know, what excites you?
1: Yeah. Well, what is the ultimate driver automotive automotive experience like? Because that that seems abstract. It sounds awesome. Yes, because no, I want does the seem, ultimate. But yes. Like, what's the ultimate?
0: Yes, so it's been around. It's been around for a long time, and it's continually changing and evolving. And I think that's the other great Mm. thing about a vision is you cannot leave it alone. (laughs) Like it's always changing. So, so let's talk about what the ultimate automotive experience today is not. So, Ben, how often have you been to a grocery store or to Best Buy or to any retail outlet in today's world, and you walk through those front doors and no one says hi, or you walk in the front door and you're looking for help and there's no one there to help. Or you ask for help and you want some information about technology or a product or mm-hmm. something you're interested in and they don't know what you're talking about. And the refrain oftentimes is this COVID, right? There's there's shortages. Sure. Yeah. It we, seems we, like it's a little bit of an excuse at this yeah. point. Yeah. And in fact, more often than not, there's a little piece of paper that is posted somewhere with scotch tape that says, hey bear with us. We're having a tough time. Be patient. The people that are here are doing the best they can, and that's all we can do. Well, what if that wasn't the best we could do? (laughs) What if even with minimal resources, less than we would want, we could train and focus so that when you walk through that door, you're instantly greeted with an incredible smile. And my own personal challenges that I bring to work I set aside for the good of the team and in creating that ultimate experience, and I greet you warmly. That smile and that greeting is probably contagious. Not only does it serve us in providing that ultimate automotive experience, you, Ben, as a consumer coming through our doors, you're probably going to light up, and you're probably going to be in a better mood, and you're going to go be nicer to someone else somewhere else as a result of that experience. And what if you walk back into a parts department, and you know what? There's a parts shortage, probably. Right? Uh, there are challenges, Always. and there are challenges today. Uh, sometimes, depending on 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 parts and whatnot, there there can be delays. What about what if you communicated clearly what that delay looked like, how long it would look, and proposed alternate routes to meet your need? Right? What we're doing, I believe, right now is we're rushing towards the consumer in a way that no other. Automotive group is. And is that easy, Ben? No. And would it be easy to have an excuse saying, hey, you know, staffing, sh- shortages, this, that, whatever? We could grab onto any excuse and there's many. Oh, and, and, man. And we don't have to deliver you're, an ultimate You're so speaking my language right now. Yeah. So oh, my, thank
1: you. <laughs> there are many examples. It's just like pounding in my head what you're saying because, man, recently we we're on a road trip. And there was a certain coffee place that had a drive through <laughs> Yeah. And we were in the line, in our car, waiting to get coffee to go on our truck. We sat there. We sat there. was a line of cars. And then finally, you know, we were like, man, it's taking forever. What is going on? Blah, blah, blah. And then so finally, I mean, we are probably in that line half an hour. I'm like, "This is this is crazy. We get up there and there's we were advancing in our car only because people were getting so frustrated pulling out of line. <laughs> yeah. and then we got to the front to replace our order and we just sat there and no one was responding. Yeah. ain't not that crazy? <laughs> then my wife got out of the car, walked up and was pounding on the, uh, not because she wanted the coffee, but just to figure out like, yeah, there were people in there, but they decided that they were going to basically open up later. Yeah, That day, because didn't have enough people. But there was no sign. Uh, people were just getting frustrated and leaving. It's like, man, people... Are, yeah, That would be an example of a group of employees not truly buying into a yeah. compelling vision. Because if you were to take care of your customer, you'd at least put a sign out there and says, hey,
0: we're not opening for another hour. Well, and, and listen, at if least. you have employees that are bought off into your vision, and they're like, you know what? providing that morning cup of coffee is going to change Ben's world. And he's going to be a better human being in it because of that coffee. And my purpose for that short period, I'm sitting in that drive-through window is to light you up and create an experience for which you'll never forget. And more people will come. So if I'm short on people or coffee or cups or lids or straws or hot water, I'm going to still find a way to run towards you and do something to create an experience that, that you're not going to forget. And, uh, you know, it, For the it's right I, t- 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 Tony <laughs> Robbins talks about the difference between resources and resourcefulness. Mm. And it's times like this where employees who are bought off into a vision become resourceful at meeting the, the consumer demand rather than saying, hey, you know what? Uh, we don't have enough people. We don't have enough coffee. We don't have enough lids. We're just going to sit here and just kind of wait till. Until something changes, and then we'll take action. Um, and something has to change in the world, Ben, about the way uh, retail is being conducted right now. Um, and, 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 and candidly, we feel like the the way we're engaging with this vision is causing separation between companies like the Ziggler Auto Group and everywhere else. Well, not not only with our yeah, customers, Ben. It's working out pretty well for you guys. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's a separator,
1: <laughs> right? yeah it, it, yeah and it it doesn't take a lot of customer service necessarily or great customer service to distinguish yourself at this point in in, in a lot of industries and it sounds like you're doing that, and i was, I don't want to complete your sentence, but I think you're gonna say your your customers and your
0: employees, right?
1: no question
0: yeah 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 be, be, because ultimately our biggest customer as a leader are those employees, and I truly believe that you take care of the employees. You engage them in a way where you win heart and soul, and they will show up and deliver for your customers in a way no one else will, right? Sam, this has been an excellent interview and a lot of fun today.
1: And man, I have got another, I'll get a lot more questions <laughs> that, we're, that we're not going to get to. Um, but this mm-hmm. has been so great. We, 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 we talked about uh, why you made the big move during COVID and, and the power of a compelling vision, the podcast driving vision driving vision podcast, this whole discussion around, uh, your, your connection and fluency in Russia and Ukraine your enduring how you're thinking about leadership during that time. And then we talked about the myth uh, of how leaders can help their employees with a work-life balance and fulfillment and how some may be missing the mark there. And then we really took a really cool left turn, deep dive on customer service. But all that said, <laughs> What is the cherry on top for the interview today or, or your parting message for listeners?
0: Oh, what's the parting message? Um, you, you, you know, that's a great question. So when you have employees that are just excited by a vision and want to engage. So within our company, uh, Ben, we're about to release something called Ziegler University 2.0. And it it uses LMS technology to allow our employees at their own pace to engage with material to grow and develop, to become better leaders, yeah, to become it. better employees mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're about to launch that and uh, you know I, I, I think the message always has been uh, if, if you've ever been interested by the automotive industry, if you've ever wanted to be part of a team and a great uh, a, a great effort, a great work, uh, and you happen to live in the Midwest because we, we sit in Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan is, uh, is, is headquarters. Um, you know We are looking for people that get excited by that type of a vision. Mm-hmm. So you can reach out to me through the, through the website at drivingvisionpodcast.com, uh, or you can find us anywhere uh, podcasts are available. And uh, we've got a great team that, uh, that talks about the difference that is the uh, Ziegler Auto Group. So Cool. Everybody go
1: check it out. Sam, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate you. If you're an executive at a crossroads in your career and thinking about quitting, do this before you do anything else. Head over to benfanning.com slash quit to receive a free signed copy of my number one best-selling book, The Quit Alternative, The Blueprint for Creating the Job You Love Without Quitting. You'll learn the critical questions you must answer before you make such an impactful decision. Go to Benfanning.com slash quit to get this valuable resource for just the cost of shipping. Ben Fanning is a number one best-selling author, Inc magazine columnist, and CEO of the Fanning Group, an international consultancy and corporate training company. To learn how they can help your
0: organization, go to benfanning.com.